Tonight we're hanging with the boys. Yeah, we're going out. We got the billboards. Getting stupid and feeling proud. We're going to make a lot of noise. Turn the music loud. Johnny O'Mara. Hands up for them real ones. Them good girls and them billboards. Hands up for them real ones. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Bill Buds Popcast. I, of course, am your host, JPC. With me, as always, my co-host with the very mo host, JJO, Johnny O'Mara. Johnny, how is it going? Uh, it's great. It's great, man. I'm happy to be here. Um, and that's it. Johnny, just... moments ago, I watched you toss Buster off your lap because he was going crazy in your lap. And then I watched him walk out the door behind you. And then I watched him bring his ass right back in. <laughs> like, in oh, I think he walked out again. Oh, I think he did, he's just he like going in and out and in and out. It is, it is so guy. funny. It's so funny to see because cats move quiet, right? They, they have the little paws. Yeah. And they're, they're pretty quiet guys. It's funny to watch a cat move behind someone because I'm like pretty sure you don't know that there's the cat. No, I have no idea what you. that fucker's doing. <laughs> One of the funniest things to me, and I know I've said this before, is like, because he doesn't have anything to do. He doesn't have anything going on. Mm-mm. And it always, generally, he likes to be in the room with either me or Jessica. Very rarely is he, like, off on his own. Sure. But it always cracks me up if I'm, like, walking down our hallway and he's walking the other way. Like, <laughs> what are you What are you doing? Like, he's got somewhere to be. It's <laughs> different. Like, yeah, and it's go. just like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, we just, like, pass each other. Like, what are you, what, no, we... Yeah, uh, you've got nowhere I mean, to be. Buster has made many appearances on this podcast, and I don't think people would ever know because unless he's like purring right on the mic, he's he can be pretty quiet. Now he has. I've also cut out a lot of you being like Buster. What the fuck? When he's just like scratching the door <laughs> to the closet to try to get in the closet behind you. When we started today, he was scratching on the door of this room, and I had to text Jessica, and I was like, "Can you call him?" Which is something that, <laughs> like at work. It, it doesn't matter if I <laughs> Buster's phone. Oh, got it. <laughs> Go for Buster. Uh, it, it, like at work, he's sits yeah. on my lap usually, and it doesn't matter. Um, and honestly, when we record, it usually doesn't matter unless the door's closed. But Jessica's like has a real job and is important and is on camera a lot. Yeah. Um. So like, if she's in a meeting and Buster's just like being a dickhead in there, she'll ha- she'll text me and she'll be like, "Hey, can you?" <laughs> you call him but one thing that is very nice is i can like i'll literally just be sitting here and i'll just go like buster which he might come now but if i do that i'll do it buster buster i'll see if buster comes where and then currently... he'll just like come running buster <laughs> come here okay you've called him like six times now it's it yeah, could be far the trick <laughs> the trick doesn't work if you have to call him all night <laughs> You you're making me look like a real asshole. He's not here. I will Buster. say, well, Buster is Fuck a perfect podcasting partner, <laughs> a perfect podcasting partner. Spaghetti, not so much. Many many times she'll just bark at something upstairs. I'll just have to like wait until she's done <laughs> until she is done barking. Um, but she because she's very vocal. She's very she's she's very loud. And then sometimes I can just hear her skittering on the floor above me, and I'm like, okay, I wonder if that's going to show up on the recording. Our upstairs neighbor has a cat, and every now and then you can like. You, you, it's very rarely do I hear even him walking around the the person who lives there or anything up there. I I feel like the sound insulation is very good, mm-hmm. but every now and then I'll be like, 
the cat's name is Dylan. I'll be like, oh, Dylan's got the zoomies. Because you can just hear him like, <laughs> eat little like, broom, 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 running across the hall. It's very funny. Um, today, uh, before we started recording, uh, I had to go pick up my dog from dog camp because if we're having like, if there's going to be like a person over like giving an estimate or something, or, or we're just having like a, a lot going on in a day or like one of us won't be here. There's a dog camp, uh, you know, like a, a daycare for dogs, uh, not too far from us, like a six or seven minutes away. And we'll sign up spaghetti for a day at the dog daycare. And she does great there. She just, you know, goes and she, plays with the dogs and gets way too overstimulated and then comes back and is pretty hyped for like an hour and then crashes and like goes to sleep. Um, but she's always very excited to go to the dog daycare. But I had something fucking wild happen when I went today to pick her up. And their their whole thing is like, you know, they have, they're open from like seven to seven. So they're like, you can drop them off. It's, it's one price. You can drop them off and pick them up anytime in that window. They could be oh. here for 12 hours. They could be here for four hours. So like sometimes if like I'll go pick her up early like at one and they're they're fine with that. You just like go and like ring the bell and wait for them to come and up to you. But I go and it's like I don't know what time it's like four thirty ish when I go and I ring the bell and they let me in and usually there's like a little front office at the front and as many times as I've been there there's always one person that lets you in. They go to the back to like get another person to bring the dog out from their like outside daycare area and then you go home. But I walk in. And there's four people, no, five people counting the person who just let me in, in the front. There's like two people sitting at this desk that's there and then two people on the other side. And I think one of them is like the owner of it. And they're having a conversation that I am definitely interrupting because the person, the owner person is like, oh, we'll just, we can wait to talk about that. We just have to, you know, you know, have this picking up their dog. I was like, oh, hey, Hi. And it was like awkward because I knew I was walking in on something. I've never seen that many people there. And then the owner has like two pieces of paper in her hands and she's reading them. She's like, oh, this is this is pretty detailed. And the guy, there's like a guy and a, a woman. The guy goes, well, yeah, it'd have to be detailed if it's a dog bite incident. And and he said dog bite incident twice in a way that he, I think he really wanted me to hear that he was talking to the owner of the thing about a dog bite What incident? was on the paper? Was it like a, a dog Police report? I don't know. I don't know if it was like a letter from a lawyer or like something from his vet or something. I don't know what the fuck it was. And I don't know what they stopped talking. Like I there was a few words that happened when I was in there, but I'm just waiting for my dog and it's fucking awkward because now I've heard him say like dog bite. And it's like, do I ask? Do I'm like, oh dog bite? That sounds, you know. Do you think that he was like implying that it was your dog? Like well I don't know. It, he could have been implying that it was my dog. He could have also just been like trying to like let another Stir person who up. uses this camp know that dogs get bit here. But I was like, I was leaving and it was so fucking awkward. And they bring me my dog. And then my dog, like she's a people dog. So there's other people in this office and she comes out and she's not wearing like her leash. I'm holding her leash. So she wants to go and see and yeah. everybody and say hello. And they're like, Oh, hi. And I'm like, come on, come on, spaghetti. let's get out of here. <laughs> like, let's not, let's not, let's get the fuck out of here, please. Uh, so I so I leave, but then I was thinking about it, and I, was, I told Mariah, I was like, "This is it was fucking nuts. It was so awkward." But I was like, "It's a dog camp. Like, I don't know what happened. I don't know how serious the bite was. I don't know if it was like the camp didn't tell them about it or something, and they came home and they found it, or I don't know what happened." But also, what are they I'm supposed like, to do? If I send my dog to a dog camp and like she gets bit, hopefully it's not bad and it doesn't get infected and whatever it doesn't like cost a ton of money. But I'm like. I kind of do expect dogs to bite each other. That is kind of how they communicate. Like if a dog has had enough, it'll like snap, right? It'll yeah. be like, I've had enough. 
So I don't know. It just felt very weird because I was like, in part of my mind, part of the contract in my mind is if I send her to this camp, there's a chance that she could get bitten by a dog. Sure. I, I've seen her like not communicate with another dog that they don't understand each other or what their boundaries are about. And they start snapping at each other. Like that shit happens. Usually it happens when there's like something to guard around, i.e. me. But mm. when she's at camp, she doesn't have anything to guard. So it's like easier for her to disconnect yeah. from that. But it was very, it was very strange and very fucking awkward. You never want to walk into a room and have people stop talking. That's not great. You, you never want to walk into a room where a serious conversation is middle of the way through even if they had finished like having it or said more stuff, I would still be like, you you definitely don't want me hearing this, you know? Yeah. Ugh. Not great. Ugh. Very awkward. Very awkward. Um, but you know what, Johnny? That's life. And this is work. Okay? And at work, we play. And I'm about to press play. Oh, th- I'm losing it. I'm losing it now. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to click play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Johnny, today on the on the show, I dipped back into our listener subje- suggestions and I said, let's do something that the fucking the listeners of this show want us to do. And I looked and I looked because, you know, I read them down in the spreadsheet. I write down like who submitted it uh, when I when I pick it. But I was like, oh, I want to go back through the email and just check to see who who actually um, did submit this. And today we are listening to an album from 2017 by a band called AJR and it is called The Click. And this was submitted by a listener named Lizzie, but also when I was looking through the email, AJR has been submitted multiple times uh, by Lucas and Rena as well. Now, uh, I think at least one of those people just submitted the band and said, do the band. Another one submitted a different AJR album, which is their third album. This is their second, their sophomore album. But apparently we have a lot of listeners who are really digging on AJR I had never heard of AJR before. Same. Uh, I had never heard of them, and I couldn't have even guessed what the genre or anything would have been. The only thing that I thought in my mind was there was a moment of confusion with AJR and OAR. uh, Sure. Which is like kind of like Dave Matthews Band, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, I, think I, haven't, so. I haven't heard anything about OAR since high school, so I have no idea. But they're not that, and that's not the band, so I don't know. But yeah, AJR, no idea. No idea what it could have been. Uh, AJR, OAR, ICP, DMB, <laughs> RHCP, REM. All bands. Uh, I think those are all the bands. Uh, RNC, uh, <laughs> GMC, DNC, DNC, uh, DMX. <laughs> oh, DMX, that's a good one. This album, Johnny, this was their second um, studio album. This peaked at 61 on the Billboard 200, spent 45 weeks on the charts, um, and it was released July 19th, 2017. It is 13 tracks, 48 minutes, and one second. I also read that their like genres were pop, electronica, and dubstep. That's what I read. That's what that's what the that's the research that I did ahead of time told me that. Do I not know what dubstep is? <laughs> In it, it, you may not know what dubstep is. I I don't know if you know what dubstep is, but what dubstep is is it's like a type of electronica. I think it's like a subgenre right. of electronica. Yes. I guess what I'm asking really is I don't feel like I heard what I think dubstep is. 
I don't think that this album necessarily had a lot okay. of dubstep. There was maybe a little bit of like, because I I envision or I see dubstep as more of like wah 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 like type same, of thing. Same. Yeah, there was a little, little, little something, but it's mostly electronica. I think it was mostly electronica. That does, I guess them. If this is their second album, it came out in 2017, recorded 2015 to 2017. Their this and their first album are, I guess, really prime dubstep territory. Yeah, I yeah dubstep. I think it was like even a little on the outs at this point. Sure. Well, yeah. 2015, if they started recording yeah. it, and yeah. then their first one, I don't know when that came out, but. Well, it's also interesting because I, I don't know that I've listened to a lot of like pop electronica type music, mm. but when I did listen, start listening to this album, I was shocked that this album came out in 2017 because this sounds like an album that I would have been more familiar with in like 2008. Sure. Like this sounds like um, like a lot was... of the production styles where it's like early Passion Pit type of stuff oh yeah and i was like this that was like a decade earlier that was so this to me this felt like um not not this but it felt like it was the same it sort of occupied the same zone in my head as like oh uh like 21 pilots johnny they drew inspiration from Aim and Ignite by Fun, which we do I do definitely Aim heard Ignite, some right? fun. Yes, I heard some fun in there. And Twenty One Pilots. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. In my mind, I told Mariah, I was like, "Does this sound like Imagine Dragons at points?" I, dude, I thought the same thing, and I know that it doesn't. I know that it doesn't, but I kept getting Imagine Dragons stuck in my fucking craw. It doesn't totally, but it doesn't not not sound like some Imagine Dragons. Because I told that to Mariah, and Mariah goes, absolutely not. And I go, well, do you know any Imagine Dragons songs? She goes, no. I go, well, then you can't say that it doesn't sound like. I don't know them either. I could see them opening for Imagine Dragons. Yes, yes. Uh, so who AJR is, it's it's three brothers from New York City, uh, and they uh, all have uh, names that correspond to letters of AJ. Ryan, Jack, and Adam. Ryan, Jack, and Adam. Now, I couldn't find this. I had to do a little bit of digging, but I found out that they are born in 1990, 1994, and 1997, respectively. So they're all, like, is he, like in 2017, well, I guess in 2017, you're born in 1990, so you are 27. No yeah, you 27 was the oldest one, and 20 was the youngest one. So they're... You know, they're they're of, of varying ages. And that made more sense to me because I was also getting like Hanson vibes a little bit. Do, do you know how when we listen to that Hanson album and that Silver Chair album, Johnny? I, I thought that they were like, oh, these are competent musicians, but they're not really doing anything that I think is like new or like breaking news or like really changing. They They, they were doing like, a lot of hearing what they liked and just kind of doing copies of what they liked. That's how I felt about this. I felt like they're not breaking ground here, but they're obviously, they they have a thing that they like and they're just yeah. doing their attempt at that. It it felt like um, I got Jonas Brothers vibes, especially yes. once I knew that they were um, brothers. I was like, oh, these are like brothers who all grew up listening to the same stuff and they were like, we want to do that. Exactly. I, yeah, that 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 also makes a ton of sense. Like the, I don't, I don't think I've known many of the Jonas Brothers songs, so 
Not like I know that Hanson album and that um, Silverchair album. But it's like these are younger people, but also kind of not because there's like one of them that's like 90. I mean, that's basically our age, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's. Yeah, but I think that the youngest one is also the like the lead singer. I think Jack is the youngest one. He's the he's the one that's like the lead singer. I would never if I were. I could be getting this wrong. No, get the get the young one on the drums. Get the hell out of here. Get back there on the drums. drums. Uh, All right. Well, why don't we listen to some of the music, Johnny? Then we can uh, start our critique in proper. Uh, They do an interesting thing, which I've heard that they've done with multiple albums. um, But their track one is kind of a mix of everything that we are about to hear. I think that is very fun. I do too. And and really, we're about to listen to track one overture. You can listen to track one overture in its entirety. And if anything strikes your fancy as something that you might like, you'll like the album. And if you listen to all of Overture and say, oh, I don't like any of this, you're not going to like this album. Because they really are just giving you kind of like That's what an Overture is. (laughs) Yeah. But it's kind of like how, uh, what's it called? Um, The Greatest Generation did uh, all of those tracks in the last track. They like revisited Mm -hmm, all of their tracks mm -hmm. in the last track. I do like it when, when people are giving you a mix, but this one's the first track. It's just giving you a... Heads up, here's what we have in the album. Uh, So let's listen to a little bit of that now. This sounds like passion. Yeah. Are we doing passion pit soon? Now we have to. I feel like we should. All right, that that is a little bit of Overture. I liked Overture. I liked Overture quite a bit. I I I think it's really fun and cool to to put an Overture track mm-hmm. on a pop album because mm-hmm. that's usually in like soundtracks and, yeah. and musicals. But to just be like, here you go. I think that's I think that's a very fun choice. The album's called The Click, and it starts with those like metronome clicks. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm like, okay, click, clicks. It's also interesting though, because it, it, it is like an overture that's just giving you samplings kind of in order. But the first vocals that we hear on this album is like, I think it's like a woman singing. It's not, I don't think it's one of the, the three brothers that is singing. And I'm like, for me who doesn't know the band, that's so interesting to kick off with that. If it is, and we'll, we'll get to the track where there's a woman singing, but there's well, a couple. I'll, there's a couple. I'll save it. I'll save it. Cause there's. Something I want to talk about for that one. The beginning of this also feels like it could have been like level music in a Katamari game. Like it's that kind of electronica. We got to do Katamari. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the bridge of this kind of reminded me of um, Neil Cicerega. Okay. Because uh, I forget what – they just kind of do like a – oh, yeah, I really want to call my dad. And then – the they just do like dad 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 and it reminded me of like mouth sounds because yeah. they took like a they don't do that in the song that that is from but they like they mouth sounds their own song which they're is they're like ch- chopping they're doing a lot of like chopping shit up yeah. in this album as well um o- overture was maybe one of my favorites on the album because the the album, like it's 13 tracks and it's 48 minutes. So there are some longer tracks on this mm-hmm. album, but the I, I think like 
20 seconds of each song was like awesome. Like I, I really enjoyed like just hearing little snips of each one of these songs kind of blended together. I think it's a very fun thing to do. I, I'm a big fan of this type of thing. I think here's what we should do. We should make a playlist of songs that do this. So it could be wow. this song and I guess the, uh, that, the only other song that sell yeah. my funeral song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it sure is, there are others, but that'd be fine. Like you could just speed run an album. What's funny about this is it is a speed run because it's three minutes and 34 seconds. That other, that last track of that greatest generation is like seven or eight minutes. This one really gets it done like for you and in, in, in a, in a very fun like way. And they're different. It's not, it's not exactly how you'll hear the songs mm-hmm. later. Anyway, let's move on to track two, the good part. Have I done my best here, or will I be here next year, or are these my best years yet? Was looking forward to being important, but I'm not important yet. Skip to the good part. All right, that is a little bit of the good part. This one, this is an interesting one. I, I was... I had a lot of fun like reading up on on the good part and kind of trying to figure out like what exactly happened with the good part. Did you did you f- see what what the the shit with this one was, Johnny? No. So this album came out in 2017, July of 2017. This one was not a single, but they released it as a single in November of 2021. Over four years later, they released this as a single because. For some reason, oh, I know why. It got super popular on Instagram Reels in 2021 as like background music. I don't know about Instagram Reels, but it was at, at that time in like late 2021, it was the most popular song used on Instagram Reels that year. It must have moved to Instagram Reel. It, there must have been some conversation between Instagram Reels and TikTok because course, I feel like. I, I think that's Music just reposts. Doesn't They're just reposts. Get yeah. Popular on Instagram Reels, but it does get popular on TikTok. I wonder if Instagram Reels, it wasn't the most popular song on TikTok, but it was the one that like more people put from TikTok to Instagram. And so it was the most popular one on Instagram. Yes. I wonder what the my understanding of the internet is that people who post on Instagram Reels are like millennials especially older millennials so i wonder if they have more millennial fans and that's i don't know i don't know i don't know why it was but it was and the band kind of capitalized on it and they saw hey a ton of people are using this so then they made the video in 2021 so the rest of the videos are from like 2015 to 2017 but this video is from 2021 and they're older. Like they look, they all look older because, you know, uh, rough, I mean, hey, that's that's pandemic times. What a span of time, too. We all aged quite a bit then. 
But it's also very funny just to be just to put out a video for an album that came out four years ago. But you know, kudos on them for capitalizing on like a a thing that happened. I think that um, I'm trying. There was another song recently where that happened, where like some old song just all of a sudden became crazy popular on TikTok and and kind of became a new single. But I know also artists have started releasing their own sped up and slowed down versions of their songs because that's really popular on TikTok too. So it's like, well, if you're going to do it, if you're going to add this to your shit, do mine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one, this one samples, uh, that, uh, Johann Sebastian Bach suite number three in D major. Um, and pretty heavily, like that's a pretty, that's a pretty like key part of this song. Uh, but then this song is just about like that kind of desire to skip forward in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually like this one. I think the box sample is working for me. I like the slow guitar. The it's kind of like plotting guitar. Uh, the the melody was nice. Uh, I enjoyed the good part. It's very funny that this song about skipping forward to like the good successful part of your life got such popularity years later. Years later, and then the the video they had to. The skip, that's the skip. The skip happened, uh-huh. and they're here now. It's also funny to have, like, contrast the good part with a song that we'll talk about later, like I'm Not Famous, where it's like, I found uh, the messaging of this album was a little confused. All the songs are pretty one-to-one straightforward. They are about the thing that they are mm-hmm. about. But the consistency, I did not feel throughout the album of, like, do you have a message, or is each song, like, a different message that is not connected to the rest of the message? I, th- I had the same thought specifically with this song and that other one. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think that they're like their their ability to do things really straightforward and kind of like th- the song is what the song is works really well in some cases and kind of misses the mark completely in other cases. Uh, but let's listen to track three first, Johnny. Let's listen to I think this was their first single and it was like this is their big one from this album. This is weak. No, thank you. Is what I should have said. I should be in bed. But temptations of trouble on my tongue troubles yet to come one sip bad for me one hit bad for me one kiss bad for me but i give in so easily and no thank you is how it should have gone i should stay strong but i'm weak and what's wrong with that boy, oh boy, this is a little dubstepy i guess yeah, you, you can hear a little bit of it. it this kind of reminds me of Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I, I get that. But not this. This is not... Yeah. This is the one that they said that they took inspiration from um, Eamon Ignite and 21 Pilots, which makes sense. This, this is a song... That sounds like it was trying to be a successful pop song, but not really of this era. Twenty seventeen feels too late it, for this. That it feels like an old JT song. Yeah. Um, this had a very funny annotation, and it's a verified annotation. Whoa. So the, part, the one sip bad for me, one hit bad for me. It's that part, and Jack says. For that line, we used a girl's voice going, one sip, one hit, one kiss. And she's actually my girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, um, that is epic. 
Then they he goes on to say, she's not a singer at all. She was just over one day and we said, can you do it? And she did it. And then Ryan says, I think it's cool, though, that she doesn't sound like an amazing singer. She just sounds like an honest girl. I really like how that came out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, the more I read the things that they were saying, I was like, oh, no, bless their hearts. I think these are dumb boys. Like, I think these are not... So the vibe that I got from this this song in particular and like one or two other songs and just their general vibe yeah. is that this feels like whether by design or not the only secular music that really hardcore Christian parents would let their kids listen to. Dude, yes. Yes. Uh, to to me it feels like if a hipster and a himbo, like, had like a Reese peanut butter accident, right? Where they got they got their parts all mixed together. It, it kind of they all have that energy because they're like they're all from New York and the like Queens and Manhattan. Yeah. So they they have this like real hipstery vibe to them. Uh, he, one of them, even on the I don't know which one it is, but he's wearing this like big fur hat thing that he like wears a lot in this in the album art and in the videos and stuff. It's like. It's just, it's just, yeah. Cool. Very cool youth pastor energy. Dude, huge, cool youth pastor energy. I mean, some songs more than others. Uh, we'll we'll yeah, get to those. Yeah. Uh, but we, Week, I like. I, I think Week is like, it sounds like, it sounds like what a pop song. If it someone's trying like to do an impression of a pop some song. Some piece of shit person who can't sing hops on the mic and just like farts a turd out. And that's, <laughs> I really, I love that. I do think it's so yeah dude go look at some of the things that these guys say because it is it is like they'll be explaining a song that's called like walk and they'll be like yeah this song is like about like what it means to like get from like one place to another place if like you're using your feet and everyone's like yeah man the song's called fucking walk like what did what did you think we all thought it was about like no explanation required something musically about these songs that was really if, like fun to hear and also a little stressful to hear was a lot of them feel like a lot of them sound like what it feels like to try and run in a dream where oh. like there's this really there's a forward momentum but mm-hmm. it's also like slow and it, it, it's it's such a weird sensation I, I was when the first time i heard this album i truly thought oh, this was like an album that was written and produced in 2009 and then was shelved for eight years for some reason. <laughs> like every, the production choices, there are some things that sound like a 2017 production choice, but for the most part, there's just a lot of yeah, 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 that sounds like 10 years ago. Well, you know what part of the reason might be, because I, I was like really interested because I was thinking the same thing. And I was like, who produced this? And Ryan, one of the brothers, is just the producer. So it definitely feels like they were it, they were literally just making stuff that sounded like what they liked. In and in a, in a, like these guys are all they play like they each play multiple instruments. Like they all seem pretty talented. They all sing. I think I think they all sing. At least two of them sing on this album um, pretty competently. Like they're all they're all doing a really great job. But they also said that they wrote almost all of these songs. There was one song they wrote on a tour bus. They wrote them all in their living room. So it's like. It just feels very insular. You know, the the ideas are bouncing off between just these three people. And it, it didn't feel like it was like 
you know, being noted yes. to death by a bunch of other people. It felt like it was just their thing, like just their thing. And with the exception of one very special track, they're the only people. Well, let's talk about it. Um, it, it, it are, you, are you talking about Week when the guy got his real life girlfriend who is bad? She's actually, <laughs> that piece of shit, she's actually my girlfriend. <laughs> uh, let's listen, Johnny, to track four. This one was a shocker. Let's listen to Sober Up featuring The, the Spectre's. River. The specter of Old Man Rivers looms above this podcast. Uh, welcome to Wee's January. Uh, this is Sober Up with uh, Rivers Cuomo. And you know I had to pick the Rivers Cuomo part. Yeah, absolute fucking jump scare to see him on this <laughs> Doesn't it put a lot of context into what Rivers was doing in 2017 to hear him on this album, this electronica pop album? Just, I, I found myself talking to someone about Weezer not that long ago, and I was so mad because I was talking about Weezer. And it wasn't like, it, I was like, I was, I was giving someone too many opinions about Weezer. Here's my opinion of this. You shouldn't let Rivers Cuomo around children like this not to protect the children it's to protect the rivers because he's too impressionable he's gonna start wearing like the fat the fucking hat we, we're gonna see I him know, wearing the I fucking know. furry hat thing and be like rivers no you're you're 58 like you can't you have to do different this had another really funny <laughs> dorky verified annotation when Rivers from Weezer reached out to us and said he liked Week, we were honored. We have looked up to Weezer our entire lives as the band that was cool because they had something to say, not because they did shirtless photo shoots. I could not disagree more about <laughs> about that read on Weezer. As a fan, as a as a, as a uh, fan of Weezer, they are dead wrong. The, the, and their their whole shit too. It's like every, like I said, everything that I read that they said made me just go, "Oh, guys, guys, <laughs> like don't say that, say anything but that, don't say that." Uh, shocked when when River showed up here, but uh, he fits in like a fucking glove. Like, yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought the R in AJR stood for Rivers. <laughs> Who the fuck is Ryan? This has big hello fellow teens energy too, though. It's, yeah. You know, it's like, it's like <laughs> yeah, they really are like ha- the oldest one is like half his age, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just like the, this <sighs> is the first one that made me think that these guys were very young, like Hanson level young. They're older than I thought they were, but it did it did make me feel like these were just like kids. Do you think they were homeschooled? Well, their parents were both architects. Um, well, um, their dad was an architect and then their mom uh, was an architect who became an entrepreneur. I don't know. Maybe. It could be. Maybe their mom became an entrepreneur and by that, it she was homeschooling uh, her, her three children. They have big homeschool energy. You said it like um, cool youth pastor energy, and it, it, which is a little bit different from homeschool energy, but still you can kind of get some homeschool energy. There's a, there's a Venn diagram there. <laughs> and these boys are right in the middle. This one, Sober Up, I think the messaging, again, is a little bit confused, uh, but the I love the strings on it. I think the chorus is really catchy. I'll be honest, I did not need the bridge with Rivers in it. I didn't get it. I didn't get what it was doing there, really. I didn't need I, it at all. I was... 
when I heard him, I was like, oh, shit, what? And then I was, you know, I heard it again once I was ready, once I was emotionally prepared. Sure. And then I looked at the lyrics and I was like, oh, this is it? Like, yeah. I was expecting to have missed it or I was expecting there to be more of him. And yeah, then it was no. just this. And I was like, oh. Yeah. It. Yeah. I don't know. It's. It's like I he mean, was just it, like walking through the studio singing. Yeah. And they happened to like catch it as he passed. They said he had a writing credit, but I'm not sure if it got if he helped write the rest of the song or if he just worked on the bridge. I don't really know. The way that they talk about it, it seems like they had the song written except for the bridge, sent it to him, and he was like, here you go. Here's the bridge. Okay. Yeah. Your 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 vibrating out my frequency feels like a very rivers line to me. You know that nobody else wrote that. That's a river's line. Like, <laughs> he wasn't getting any, he didn't need any help on that one. He didn't no help on that one. Uh, let's listen to track five, Johnny. This is a little track called Drama. This is another one that I felt like there was when maybe some dubstep stuff going on. Yeah. So loud. We act like reality shows, probably because reality blows. When did all my friends become so loud? We traded our boring lives for MTV storylines. Why? Recently he said that she said that we said some shit that you wouldn't believe. Recently he said that she said the that strings we are very said Beatles that he said some yes. shit about me. So we're caught up in drama. There's the dubstep. Yeah, there's a little dubstep you drop from heaven. Okay, I got it. This is another one of their uh, genius annotations. But he said, we wanted to write about, one of them said, we wanted to write about the world's stupidest, smallest problems that we make such big deals over. There are real problems in the world that require our attention. Yet all we can seem to focus on is the Katy Perry, Taylor Swift feud. And we're responsible for that too. We pay attention to it too. So we wanted to write a song shedding a little light on that. But it's very funny to be like, there are real problems in the world. But we didn't write a song about any of the real problems in the world. We just wrote a song about the thing that we're kind of criticizing everyone for talking about just from a slightly different perspective. Uh, yeah. This, <laughs> this, this song is pretty dweeby to me. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's pretty dweeby. Um, we act like reality shows probably because reality blows. Yeah. Uh, but but do, do you see when they're writing the 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 writing does not feel the writing feels like young 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 people writing it, it you know it what I'm does, saying it yes. does um yeah I think if we gave each of them a firm wedgie uh and then told them to go take another pass at this we could have gotten a, a good song it's it's I, I first of all. This song is basically all chorus. Like, there's really not, yes. and a lot of their songs are. They're just trying to make like this pop music, this like chorusy pop music that that kind of and it, it, with a very specific production style that they're sticking with pretty much throughout the album. It is, and again, I do like the strings. I think they're very Beatlesy, and that's fun. Um, uh-huh. uh, they do a little key think, change in the last chorus. I like a little key change. It yeah. switches things up a little bit. They, they, I think, they are very musically competent. Oh yeah, for sure. Lyrically, I mean, when you're looking up to Rivers Cuomo, 
When you think that Rivers Cuomo is your guy for like go-to lyrics that mean something, you're in absolute <laughs> fucking trouble. You're in big, big, big trouble. I got about a hundred Weezer albums I can point you to that are going to tell you the opposite of what you think about Weezer. It really sucks that we know so much about Weezer. It sucks. And it sucks that he's appearing other places and like kind of just invading more and more of he's our breach life. containment. I'm trying to listen to this like these little hipster Manhattan boys and instead I'm, I'm getting fucking Old Bear Rivers reared his ugly head. Not even his time of the year. No. <laughs> six, six more weeks of Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jenny, let's listen to track six. This is Turning Out. Am I ready for love? Or maybe just a best friend? Should there be a difference? Do you have instructions? Maybe I'm stuck. On what I see on TV, I grew up on Disney, but this don't feel like Johnny, just like you. Yeah, except I would never rhyme Disney with Disney. (laughs) I think I'm still turning out. You say I turned out fine. This was one that made me think it was like Imagine Dragons. I think I'm still turning out. think I'm still turning out in my mind. A few of these songs, the and Turning Out is maybe one of the, the, the more glaring examples. It feels like a song that they found one kind of cool idea. Like, you said you turn out fine. I think I'm still turning out. And then they mm. just put a whole song about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, that's like, that's a line that if you had not made it the only thing that you say in the song, that would be a, oh yeah, cool. Cool turn of phrase there. But to, to build the whole song around it, I'm like, you really want me to know you think this is a cool turn of phrase. Yeah. The, the I grew up on Disney, but this don't feel like Disney is challenging. And <laughs> it's also, it actually reminds me, and they do this a couple times. It reminds me of um, LA Hallucinations, the Carly Rae Jepsen song. Oh, okay. Because she, w- one of the lines is she's like, Buzzfeed buzzards, and TMZ crows. Mm. And it just, even that song, those references don't fucking mean anything anymore. And when you reference something so like, so so specific and so, um, of the branded, when you're referencing like a corporation, you better, you better be real sure about it. And I don't (laughs) think she was. And I mean, Disney's not going anywhere. No, like, yeah, you know, you know, it's just it's it's interesting. I, I think that this song it's what? It's four minutes and twenty seconds. Whatever. Weed number. Fun. Sixty-nine. Nice. Uh but No grass. It, it had a it had a fine end at about three minutes. Yes. And and uh and I like the, the keyboards in this. Out. I like the keyboard twinkles. I like that we're getting kind of like a more ballady type of song in, in, in turning out. Yeah. When when we hit the bridge, all the like I'm a little kid stuff, th- that was another thing. I'm like, are they little kids? Or is he talking about like four years ago when he was a little kid? I did not like the I'm a little kid stuff. I think I think that they're they they were in fact too old to be doing the I'm a little kid thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It made me it made me think of that I think you should leave sketch where the professor keeps eating Tim's burger. You know the end of the, yeah. how that sketch ends, where he's like, "I'm a little kid," and then <laughs> my wife's gonna go to jail. I'm not gonna pooch the ending. That's a great sketch. It's one of my favorites. And R.I.P. to that man. Um, but 
the that's all I could think about uh, when he kept saying he was just saying I'm a little kid over and over again. I was like, well, what are we doing? This, yeah, this it's almost weird. like someone uh, signing off their podcast by telling people to change their stinky diapers. <laughs> Okay, that's actually a public service announcement. That is actually important that people go and do that. Uh, Johnny, let's listen. We talked about it. Let's listen to track seven. This is No Grass Today. This feels like Jason Mraz. Please enjoy the show. I just, I just can't, I can't stop thinking about these kids being homeschooled. <laughs> it, it, this is a homeschooled ass song. It, 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 it uh, yeah, it's like. Your mom had to do dare with you. <laughs> this this is this is a, a a terminally dorky song. This is the first song on the album that I truly didn't like just from like a song perspective cuz the rest of the lyrics like I said they're like pretty one to one but fine, mm. right? They're like talking about whatever. This one my pro- well, first first of all, I had a problem with like the claps and everything. Like I said it There it, was also it, it had that metronome sound in it again. The, the metronome I, sound, you need to lose. I, it's, it was my least favorite part of the album. I know the album is called The Click, and I know you're going to talk about the metronome. I just don't need to fucking hear the metronome. That's why they take the metronome out of you know everything else. Mm-hmm. Like, you listen to it. Not, don't make me listen to it. Um, but the message here is that, like, if something isn't for you, you don't have to care about it. He even says at one point, he's like, Hey, they're talking about legalizing weed, and it's like, that doesn't affect me at all, and I go away. And I'm like, that's the wrong fucking, like, message. Just because something doesn't personally affect you does not mean that it's not worthy of, like, your time or, or energy. And I know that's not exactly what he's saying with the song, but it it's like, they, they went... They they wanted to write a song that was, like, a lot of people talking about legalizing it, a lot of people talking about... um that how much they hate it but i just don't enjoy it like it doesn't do anything for me so i don't want to do weed and they wanted to do a song that's like not preachy but they ended up doing a song that's like preachy in the complete other direction which is preachy yeah it's exactly it's reverse preachy it's like hey man do everyone do what you want i don't smoke weed and it's like (laughs) you don't gotta say that you that's just not something that you even need to fucking mention like that's that just goes without this whole song goes without saying I don't like playing golf today. I don't go to the driving range. <laughs> okay. This was, a, this was a puff puff pass for me. But they also said they also said that they had they were like when we put out the song, we had people reach out and be like, "Wow, that's me. I feel exactly that same way." And I'm like, "Shut up. Like don't you don't need to tell anybody about that." I also I don't, don't like some things. I don't smoke weed. And I have no problem with smoking weed, but I don't fucking talk about it. Like, it's not interesting for me to be like, and by the way, just in case nobody fucking cared, I would, you guys can absolutely smoke weed. It's like, yeah, man, we know we're going to do it. Like, I, fuck off. T- <laughs> uh, yeah, I. It just seems it's... like they're, it seems like you're the type of annoying person for whenever anyone is smoking weed, you have to bring up the fact that you're cool with it. It's like, you know how you can be cool with it? Be cool. 
Just be cool. You never, you don't ever have to say I'm cool. Yeah, I mean, I know I'm straight edge, but like, it doesn't bother me that you're doing that. <laughs> I know, like, a lot of straight edge people have like a big problem with what you're doing. <laughs> but, but I'm like, not, I'm me, not, one, I'm not one of those people. For me, I'm like so chill about it. It's actually funny to me. <laughs> I'm actually having the best time without everyone thinks that I would be different about this. I, I actually have more fun when I'm not smoking and when other people are. I feel like I'm actually higher than you guys with how much I'm enjoying not smoking and being cool. I Nerd. Wish, Nerd. I wish you guys could have as much fun as I'm having right now not smoking. <laughs> but I'm glad that you're not. Like, it's cool with me that you're uh, having less fun than me. Yeah, this was this was, this was definitely, like, th- this is also getting into a block of songs that are, like, uh, a little challenging for me. Let's move on to, to uh, track eight, Johnny. This is 3.30. Hey, before, before we even start, I have to give them a lot of oh. credit. Yeah, for calling this song three thirty, and in the runtime of the song is three thirty. That's huge. That's the, huge. The, there's a lot of that they did right in this song, and there's some things that they did wrong, and we'll get to it. Never spoken with my mouthful. Yeah, that's a mouthful, and I'm doubtful. Gonna stop it right there. <laughs> stop it right there. We need to stop it right there. Never spoken with my mouthful, and that's a mouthful. I'll, I'd argue it's not. I'd argue that's not a mouthful. What's a mouthful about that? Look, this don't feel like Disney, all right? That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right, let's keep going. That I could get these lyrics out, oh, because I think fast, but I sing slow. If I ever started rapping, they'd be laughing. They won't believe me. But I got so much I want to say, so I'm thinking rappers, they got it easy. Mariah did not enjoy when they said that part. What the fuck are you talking about? It doesn't even make sense. No, it makes no sense. Someone told me to be selfless, but we are helpless without attention. So if no one's paying attention, then does my voice get to your headphones? I like that rhyming words with themselves is like their thing. Yeah. So how am I supposed to fit this in three minutes and 30 seconds? There it is. I, I love... I love the part of the song where they talk about three minutes and 30 seconds and, you know, how to fit this and 3.30. Like, I love that part Mm -hmm. of the song. The rest of the song is mostly absolute nonsense. They stick the landing by making it three minutes and 30 seconds. Huge. But then there's the outro where they do that, like, if Ed Sheeran wrote my song. And I'm like, what is this? Like, why are you breaking up Ed Sheeran? It's the same kind of thing where it's like you're you're. It's such a strange thing to reference. It's like such a bizarre pull. Yeah, unless like um, they did work with Ed Sheeran and like he was on the song or something. I couldn't find him being a collaborator anyway. It just seemed like, especially you're about to do a song and like a couple of songs about how you don't want to be famous. I'm like, then why are you talking about Ed Sheeran and being famous like right here? It just seems yeah. like internally not really consistent. Um. And then yeah, I love I do the like, melody. I love the melody of the song, and I love the pipes in this song. But yep, the lyrics I was just going to say the same thing. Yeah. Also, if I ever started rapping, quite honestly, a lot of the way that he sings sounds like kind of. I mean, it's the way it's the fucking way Ed Sheeran raps. The whole last song was like a Jason Mraz rap. Like, it, yeah. it's you know, it, it's it's yeah. 
it's just rappers not... just have it easy. <laughs> not like this. But These also, are... he's talking in this song about how hard it is to cram all of his big ideas into three minutes and 30 seconds. Bro, I've listened to eight tracks at this point. <laughs> Where are the big ideas? <laughs> Nothing you've talked about in any of these other songs was hard to cram into three minutes and 30 seconds. I'm sorry. You don't have... You might not have that much to say. Like, that's fine. Because you don't need to say a lot with your music. You just can't be the guy who thinks that you're saying a lot with your music when you're not. Like, that's a problem for me. Uh, And speaking of problems for me, Johnny, (laughs) let's listen to uh, Call My Dad. Now, this is the... Uh, what this one was written and sung entirely by Ryan. Jack is like the primary singer, but this is an this is a Ryan only song. I think this song should be called "Call Our Dad" because they're God, brothers. What's going yeah, on? Ryan, stop being precious about your dad. Weird. Drove so fast, my brain got buzzed, and now I'm standing here. Met so many faces that will probably forget me. It's like Imogen Heap. Yeah, it's that vocoder. It's like an acapella vocoder song. In my mind, they were like, Ryan, you can put the song about calling dad on the album, but we're not helping. (laughs) All right, let's call my dad. Imogen Heap, great, great reference there. Yeah. The, keep keep no, fucking so John B. out of your mouth. Go home. <laughs> uh, okay. What do we think about this one? Um. <laughs> I have another annotation. <laughs> okay, I gotta hear it. I didn't read any annotations. Eventually, I had to stop for my sanity, for my mental health, reading the annotations <laughs> of this album. But I'll I'll entertain. Call my dad. What do you got? all right i can't wait so obviously that line is just straight up from sloop john b the beach boys song Uh uh-huh and um the beach boys are ajr's favorite band frequently mentioning it in interviews like in most requests live where jack said (laughs) the the beach boys is our favorite band ever if you don't know we say that a lot but seriously We've been listening to them our whole lives. <laughs> uh, it's it's great because the Beach Boys have obviously been around forever. Yeah. So like listening to them your whole lives is nothing. They've just yeah. incidentally been around your whole lives. Yes. But also like And it's not like saying that you've been listening to like God, I, like some like unheard of band your whole right. life. It's the fucking Beach it's, Boys, like it's the, the biggest the, band in the world. That's like, I would say, gun to my head, the Beatles are probably my favorite band. Sure. But I'm not like talking about it. <laughs> you do talk about the Beatles quite a lot. This guy, this one was written Well, by I've been Matt, listening to my whole life. <laughs> by Ryan. I tr- truly huge himbo energy on these guys. Like every everything that they say is. Uh, anyway, this one was written by Ryan. He was homesick at being at, at college, and he said he went to a party and he didn't like it. A lot of this is about going to parties and don't like it, by the way, this album. And he said that he just really wanted to call his dad. And it's like, okay, cool. They have great relationships with their dad. Well, his dad was his first principal. 
I, I, there was a guy that I, uh, I didn't go to college with. I went to high school with, we went to different colleges, but we were still friends. And his dad was a, uh, a teacher at our high school and he was very strict. And this kid was not allowed to do anything. And when he went to college, he went absolutely fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, one of the first times he smoked weed, he smoked way too much weed at college. And we all made a lot of fun of him because he got really high and then called his dad for his dad to like talk him down. But his dad was like not the right person because his dad was this authoritarian, mm-hmm. you know, English teacher guy. But it was also just very funny to be like, why is your impulse to call that guy? Like, do anything but call your dad at this point. And it's a, it's a funny thing because I've never really had an impulse to be like, wow, I really need to call my dad right now. I really need to hash, hash this out with Larry. <laughs> <laughs> my first instinct would be call Jessica. Yeah. Or just bottle it up until it kills me. <laughs> Here, I'll fix a song for you. And I really need to go to bed. <laughs> Just sleep it off, brother. <laughs> like you're you're going to be okay. Uh, all right, Johnny, let's let's talk about track 10. Um, this is I'm Not Famous. I really like the piano in this. This one, I love the sound of. The melody of this one is awesome. Also, now you saying it, I can't think of anything but, but like, all the ways that they describe what you would do with fame is like the homeschool youth pastor way of saying what a famous person would do. More of these ya 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 yas, they're yeah. everywhere on this album. You know someone else who uh, wasn't famous? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, the, the production style, like I said, it sounds, it sounds like dated for this period, but... Mm-hmm. Also, some of these songs, even if I didn't like them, they were kind of earworms. Like they're they're doing yeah. a good job at like making catchy pop music, but again, there's some like there's some like me thinks uh, you doth protest Dude, too much. I wrote one. that exact thing in in my notes for this song because it's like this. You kind of are singing about this a lot, and like yeah. other songs, you were talking about how like. Can't we just get to the part where I'm like famous? You kind of make want to be famous, and now yeah. someone's like, "Are you famous?" And you're like, "No, no, me, but I'm, I'm glad." Yeah, it's I think actually it's actually better. like cool <laughs> that I'm not famous. Like, but I can still I can still like make music without being famous, and I think that's like even cooler than being like Ed Sheeran. I know these guys are young, and I know that this is only their. Second They're not that young. They're not that young. Uh, but so far, their attempts at doing like any sort of like social commentary. They have fallen pretty flat. Like it's 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 not it has not been it has not been. Now again, I like the sound of it, and and I I described this album Johnny on first listen as inoffensive. If you don't really yes. pay attention too much to like the lyrics and the internal consistency of what the album is going for, sounds nice. Sounds sounds like a you know a lot of sounds. Yeah. There's a lot going on in the production style. Like it's it's an easy listen. It goes down pretty smooth, but it there are some places where I just got hung up. Now, Johnny, we're going out of track 11. I have a feeling you and I are going to feel pretty similar about track 11. Why don't we listen to a little bit of Netflix trip? Already challenging title. <laughs> sure. I turned down Jameson when I was 12. Cool. Great. I spent that Friday night with Steve Carell. 
Talk to me about Netflix trip. What's <laughs> I? You messaged me something before we started recording, and I did not agree with it. I did not agree with it. Is this the song that you were talking about? Yeah, this yeah. is the song. This is look. I uh, we we keep lists of some things. Yes. One that we kind of haven't visited in a long time was like best worst songs, and like yes. Eeny Meeny was on there and stuff. I love Eeny Meeny. I still love that in my bones. I love that song. I would like to make a list of the worst song ever made, and it would have <laughs> one song on it, and it would be this song. Uh, this is a cringe. This song is so fucking cringe. It is my. It my was only really note, hard. My only note for this song was the word no. I I look. I I like The Office. I would say I love The Office. Great show, fun show. I I also completely get what they're saying in this song. I do too. I wrote that down. I get what this is. But boy, does it fucking suck. I said, I get exactly what this is. I get exactly what they were going for with this. It's just not something that you ever need to tell another human being about. You just or don't need to do it. There's there's a way to do it without talking, without saying Dwight became head of sales. <laughs> yeah, man. It's so, so do, do you remember like in the, where was it in the, oh, in like um, drama in track five when they're like, isn't it wild how like, where it's all just like MTV and like all of our friends and blah, blah, blah. And then this song is like, it isn't also wild that like I can only relate to my life and my experiences through the office as I was watching the office and things were happening in my life. And I'm like, man, I guess. And it's cool that you like the office, but like homeschool vibes, homeschool vibes. Yeah. It's like, you gotta, you, you, uh, you can see right back. You might be able to see in that closet. I got the, I got the complete series <laughs> on Blu-ray. It's fine. I enjoy the show. It's fine to like The Office. It's just, it's just, it's it, just you know the combination this, of everything. It's like, it's, it's writing it's, it in this it's way the that you make. It's swelling music. This, yeah, the importance of it and like, whoa, isn't it? It's just too, man, it's just too much. It's not um, my Vietnam. It is not my Vietnam because it's so wholesome. Whereas my Vietnam was just like misguided all across the board. This is just cringe. This is just sad. I feel really yeah. bad. I feel really, I feel like after I listened to this, I feel like I wasn't supposed to hear this. I felt like it got put on the, by accident. Like you it, like, I listened to a voicemail of like, you accidentally like took, recorded yourself jerking off and I listened to it and I'm like, <laughs> oh man, I shouldn't have heard that. Like, I know that that's happens. I just didn't ever want to hear about it. You know? Yeah. Uh, the, the thing that I couldn't help but think about when I listened to this song is we've listened to another song that I think is the exact equal and opposite of this song. Okay. 
And that's my console by Eiffel 65. Yeah. Yeah, another because, song I had a really challenging time with. Because it's... All that song is, is, aren't video games cool? Here's a bunch of cool video games. Which is <laughs> kind of what this is, but this makes it like... And also it's important. Look... The, the, everybody gets a pass. These guys get a pass because they're children. The Eiffel 65 guy gets a pass because he was pretending to be Italian. Everyone gets a little bit. Every, there's some grace. I have just grace like, in my just heart. Just like Pirelli. <laughs> yes. Shout out to last week's Patreon. Johnny, let's move on. Let's move on from Netflix trip. I don't want to yeah. talk about it anymore. Let's talk about track 12. This is Bud Like You. Enough, enough. There's no one here that we know. I think I knew a girl who knew but she's heading home We're standing laughing at the disco ball Like who'd invest in that When no one's looking at it Kicking in the basement Kicking in the basement Hating all the same It's like they're doing like an impression of If I need a pick-me-up Would you come and pick me up? I could really use a bug like you To pick me way up, way up, way up And this, this is like a church seek chanting Way up, yeah. Way up, God is in the sky. <laughs> if you told me that this song was about Jesus and their like friendship with Jesus, I'd, I'd believe that. But it, it is just about them being at another party they don't like and being happy that they have a friend that they can hang out with. Kicking in the basement, kicking in the basement, hating all the same things too. If I need a pick me up. Would you come and pick me up? I could really use a bud like you. What does that remind you of? Because there's one specific thing that that reminds me of. Go for it. And that is. uh, Kicking in the front seat, sitting in the back seat. (laughs) Gotta make my mind up. Which seat can I take? (laughs) Okay. That. Maybe they also I mean, had that was... Tate Music Group uh, produce that one. <laughs> <We don't, we laughs> um, I, I would. I look. I think that this this track and "Come Hang Out" uh, uh, have a lot going against them because they come after Netflix Trip. Yeah, and it's just hard. It's. It's really hard for me. I have accidentally seen your penis, and now you're still trying to have two more conversations with me. And I'm like, I can't. I can't. I can't. All I can think about is that I just accidentally saw your penis, and you saw that I saw it. It was like three minutes of it. And now you're still trying to like talk to me? Like, go, like, circulate. Do a lap. We're Yeah, we can still be friends, but we... Tonight right is now. over for us. Tonight we yeah, have to Yeah, this separate. is it. You should probably just go home. Call your dad. You're definitely going to want to call your dad. <laughs> uh, now, that's interesting, Johnny, because Bud Like You, I'm not into it. It's like a Christian sea chanty. Uh, but the <laughs> come, come Hang Out, I actually did like. So let's listen to Come Hang Out. Last album sales could have been higher. Maybe that's why I haven't seen I like how this one is like darker. It's got like this like. It's got like spooky. The- yeah. That I like a lot. This is it's, very it's, it's, it's like spooky, spooky, scary, sad, heavy. Chicago, talk about Chicago. Love that. I feel like I'm listening to Alkaline Trio. 
the woman singing on this song, Johnny, this is just some idiot from their church. <laughs> Not even a real singer. No, it's probably pulled a real Gladys singer. off the organ. <laughs> she fucking I, sucks. I like Come Hang Out. I had a challenging time with the back half of this album, but Come Hang Out, I actually really enjoyed. I thought it was a good. I thought they are at their best when they are like describing kind of how they feel with these personal situations. And this is the one where it's like, hey, we're, you know, we're young, we're in our 20s, but we're actually really trying to make this band work and we are going to like miss a lot of stuff that we would like to not miss. They even said in this that he missed prom to go do like a radio show in Florida because, you know, you have to, like you have to make sacrifices for to make the band work. And I liked that angle on this song. It felt real and it felt like it was about them and it didn't feel like they were like searching for to make it more than it was. Yes. And it did. I liked the sound of this one a lot. Yes, the sound is cool. Now, the only thing I will say is that it also brings back that metronome sound because it ties it into the overture. And I got to say, I get that it's about the click, but I don't want to hear that metronome sound. I really don't want to hear the metronome sound. Big same. And I'll be honest, they kind of lost me in the bridge too because the bridge had big like, isn't this line clever? And I got to say, should I go for more clicks this year or follow the click in my ear? I'll give you a pass if you say it once, but man, I don't need to hear that fucking line 10 times. It's not that cool. It's not that clever. It's the more you say it, actually, the more it gives me time to think about how it sucks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you know, if you say it once and move on, you're a lyricist, but I didn't, I didn't need that part that, that I did not really need. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh, you know who that is, Johnny, by the way, who is singing in the chorus? It's not just Gladys from church. Um, It's Samia. Do you remember when we did, we used to do like listening parties in the Patreon. We listened to a Samia album. I think it was like Big Wheel or something like that. You you don't remember this. We both enjoyed it. The the name sounds familiar. I'm sure if if you picked up that Samia album that we listened to, you'd be like, oh, yeah, Samia. Or I I hope I'm saying uh, the name right. I didn't. This is me uh, reading it on the fly and not looking it up. But but yeah, that is not a person we've covered on the show before, but a person I have listened to their album before. All right, Johnny. Look, that's it. That's that is uh, that is the click. That is the whole album. Um, And it does kind of loop back in and like start over with the metronome click that leads into Mm -hmm. the overture. It's time for final thoughts. I think we had a lot of fun with this album. I think we had a lot of fun with the boys of AJR. Um, I, I can go first because here's the thing. I think I talked some smack about this album. I liked this album. Like, I didn't love it. I also did not hate it. Like, it was, like I said, it was pretty inoffensive to me. I, I would put this on and just kind of like let it go. The problem is, it was, it nothing really stuck to me and it wasn't, it didn't like jump out as like, oh, they're doing something I ain't never heard before. This is like very original and it's very like impactful in any way. Just, it was fine. It did not make me want to listen to any other AJR albums. I wasn't even the least bit curious as to like, what did that first album sound like? And I'm truly not curious as to what the next album sounds like. It just feels like this is a band that's, hey, they're doing their thing over in their corner and their little homeschool thing. And it's very insular and great for them, but it's it didn't feel like it was for me. This is their band class. This is what they do for band class. <laughs> uh, so no, I mean this. Look, this is not going on my top one hundred. Um, I, I, 
it, maybe maybe I'm being a little I'm judging it a little too harshly from the sophomore album. Maybe if I listen to another album, I'm not like convinced that I won't enjoy anything else that they do because like I said, I didn't not enjoy this, <laughs> I, but I'm not excited to go and search out any more AJR. I'll tell you this: I would be interested to hear what they sound like with someone who is not related to them producing. Yeah, interesting. What what's it sound like if they're if they're working with someone else and like maybe trying something different yeah. with their sound? That'd be interesting. If you if you can could convince me that they've got like some other producer and they're like, hey, this guy's producing it or this, you know, whoever is, I could enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about mm-hmm. you, Johnny? Now I listened to this album uh when I watched the episode where Larry has to pretend <laughs> to be an Orthodox Jew. This is fair. To get, this is all fair. To, to get um, uh, Richard Lewis a kidney transplant. <laughs> and whenever I uh, watch that episode, I'm going to think of this album. That's I, actually funny that you bring up Larry David because I was going to make a joke um, about uh, the contest on the last album that we uh, reviewed, which is the Seinfeld, the contest episode where they're all yeah, trying yeah. to go not jerk off. <sighs> The jokes that we leave behind, huh? We mm. we always have a special place in our heart for it. Um, what were you? When were you gonna? Were you gonna talk about that when we recorded Sweeney Todd? Yeah, because there's a song called "The Contest." Oh, the con- oh, that's fun. That's I was gonna fun. say that that's what the, I was gonna maybe play a clip from that. Yeah, Pire- Pirelli loses because he jerks <laughs> off. I get jerked off. <laughs> the jerk out of dick. Um, <laughs> okay, you to, to get this stuff, you have the to balls. listen to the Patreon. Uh, <laughs> Um, I, you know, I really want to apologize to the three people who suggested that we listen to this. And I, if you, yeah, look, if you like this band, that's awesome. I don't, I don't like, I didn't like this album. And I just want you to know that if you did, I think that's cool. Um, yeah, this is this is not <laughs> for me. This album, and again, maybe it was just this album. Yeah, um, it 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 made me want to give each of them a real big wedgie. Um, <laughs> and and I I do think that um that 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 office song, I I I think the rest of the album would have to have been like really really good. Yeah. To 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 make up the deficit from that song, yeah, the office song is pretty egregious. It's it's uh, the other thing that I thought, Johnny, and I don't know where to cut, and I don't think like cutting any song specifically. But no. what I said, I really liked Overture because I really Overture liked was the, great. The twenty second little bits of all of these songs. This album's forty eight minutes. I think this could have been a great thirty three minute album. Mm-hmm. I think it could have been a f- really fun in and out thirty three ten tracks maybe like. Definitely leave Netflix off of it. Uh, the weed song as well can go, but like, yeah, it just for what it was, it just wasn't working for me. Yeah, first track and last track I did enjoy quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, this this is I, I I don't I don't think that I will probably revisit them. No, I don't think I will either. I don't I unless unless I have a compelling reason to. Um, I'm, I'm probably not going to be uh, seeking out any more AJR stuff in the future, Johnny. Speaking of seeking stuff out in the future, do you have anything coming up that you would like to plug or promote or uh, and point people towards? Um, 
No. Me neither. <laughs> I'm in a I I I was in a bunch of shows in November and December. <laughs> and they were great. Mm-hmm. I maybe I'm in some now, but I have no idea. I don't know. We don't know and we don't have to know, and that's fine with us. But the one thing that we can promote, and this is kind of like a PSA that we're kind of like doing for the new year and we're kind of like putting it in mm-hmm. at the end of every episode, is is we want to remind all the people out there in Bill Bud's land. Now, if you're confused, that's you're if you're listening to this, you're in Bill Bud's land. That's kind of what it means. Like if you're a listener to this show, you're like you're you exist in the context of Bill Bud's land. And what we want to do is we want to tell all of you to change your stinky diapies. Tonight we're hanging with the boys. That can't be it. That can't be it. Johnny O'Mara, hands up for them real ones, them good girls, them bill buds. 